Welcome to Real Relations with Dr. J.C. This is where we get to talk through all kinds of relationships. And this program today is really going to lift you, encourage, challenge, and inspire you. Guess what? This is Pastoral Care on the Air. And we are delighted today to have our guest to come back to be with us for a part two as we discuss love and marriage matters. We have with us today Dr. Precious uh, Mays Matthews, who is, again, consenting to, do, to complete our thoughts and our thinking on what we need to do in terms of love, marriage, intimate relationships for the building up of our, our community. Uh, Dr. Mays Matthews, yes. how are you today? I'm fine. I'm blessed of the Lord. How are you doing? <laughs> I am too, and I'm just so blessed that you, you agreed to come back and talk with us and share from your treasure. It's an honor. It's uh, an honor. For those who may just be joining us for the first time, did not hear your, your, your first interview, uh, will you introduce yourself? Would you let us know something about who you are and how you, and how you work? Yes, I'm Reverend Dr. Precious uh, Mays Matthews. I'm an associate pastor at Allen Metropolitan CME, and I've had uh, uh, several units in uh, clinical pastoral education. Now, what is that? What is clinical pastoral education? Clinical pastoral education is uh, offering uh, pastoral care uh, to people with uh, uh, issues, problems, problems, of that nature, and even those who are sick and may feel somewhat hopeless or uh, depressed and different kinds of uh, issues a person may be, just having some form of emotional stress or uh, going through a depressive stage or phase or mm-hmm. what have you. We so just generally, that's pres- done in hospitals and prisons. Hospitals, and- yes. Uh, mm-hmm. The clinical past CPE, I did... Uh, predominantly in the hospital, but of course as a pastor, I'm always uh, offering counseling. Mm-hmm. And, and so for um, our listening audience, let me just say that when clinical uh, pastoral education, CPE, that we're talking about that's being mm-hmm. done in hospitals and or in prisons, and actually does, and some is being done on, camp, on uh, college campuses, yes, um, yes. It, it will be also identified as pastoral care. Yes, and, definitely. And so for people who um, want to know more about pastoral care, there's, there are two different ways to think about pastoral care. One is the general pastoral care that happens within your church setting. Pastor pays attention to all your, uh, your spiritual needs when it comes to marriage and burials and christenings, when there's sick visitation, when, when, when you have needs because of some major uh, distressing life event, pastor attends to you. That's pastoral care. Yes. But there's also an additional uh, level of pastoral care that requires additional training, which uh, Dr. Mays Matthews has mentioned. Uh, so she's talking about CPE, or clinical pastoral education, which requires uh, some specialized training. Um, and so thank you so much for sharing that with us, uh, Dr. Mays Matthews. Now, um, you, you, you're working in a church and less in it's it's the CME church here in Chicago. Yes. You said yes, mm-hmm. yes, Christian uh, Methodist Episcopal uh, Church, and okay. uh, Allen Metropolitan is located uh, 10946 South Low in Chicago. Very good. All right. So w- w- you are uniquely qualified to talk with us regarding our very sensitive uh, t- 
topic for today, which is love and marriage and intimacy um, of a divine nature. Uh, you told me also that you have done special uh, studies uh, as you completed your doctorate uh, recently. Uh, congratulations on that again. Thank um, you. But what was your what was your um, position paper as you completed your? My yeah, doctorate? my position paper was empowering African American women uh, through womanist preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, empowering african-american women through womanist preaching and uh because i am a pastor because i am a preacher uh it's very uh important to me that uh, african-american women are not left out of the uh left out of scripture left out of uh uh what is the uh the things that concern them, uh, their life journey, uh, our actual reality in living. Uh, I know you have experience, uh, uh, Dr. Hodge, of being in services where preaching is going on, but it, it's not really relevant to your experience. Oh, my goodness. And so womanist preaching is really relevant to African-American women, uh, women's experiences, because uh, we are unique. We have our own uh, issues, our own problems. We actually have really, like I always say, our own world, uh, things that we have dealt with that no other ethnic group basically have dealt with. And you think we have particularity. That's right. So what what is our particularity as black women? Well, as uh, uh, one particular uh, uh, particularity is what your, our subject is today in terms of uh, uh, a great deal percentage of uh, African-American women that are uh, head of households, that are uh, raising uh, children alone, and how, how they are uh, multitasking in terms of living their, uh, their lives or a great deal of them, you know, carry the burden of, uh, of financial, uh, the financial load. Um, it's, it's a great deal uh, that we uh, deal with. And our voice uh, in the past have been somewhat silent. You know, we have dealt with a lot of different kinds of, uh, of things theologically and uh, uh in our journey, and we have somewhat been silent, and then sometimes we have been totally left out of the um, uh, the religious arena in terms of uh, scripture and sermons being relevant to where we are uh, as a uh, as uh, women progressing and moving forward. And uh, so this is uh, this is. Uh, uh, something that we deal with uh, in now, terms why, of uh, why are we left out? What does that mean? How does that what mean? does it mean? <laughs> well, uh, it means a lot of things. Um, we have, uh, it comes from our past, in terms of our past, or in terms of uh, what we have done, in terms of always, uh, we have in the past have always uh, tried to uh, push our African-American men forward, and in a way, we sort of left ourselves out, you know. And so, therefore, um, 
that we just have a history of doing many things uh, to keep things going, but really not allowing ourselves to be in the forefront. And uh, we have come to the position of realizing now that that is not good. It's not good for it's not good for us. It's not good for our future generations. Not good for our children. And uh, you know, it's just it's not good for society. It's yeah. the world must know who we are. You know, so, so and what it, it we have gone through. Our lives, huh? That's right. The world needs to know who we are, what we have gone through, and what we have to contribute, and what we have contributed. You know, mm-hmm. we have contributed so much, but it has not been stated or, you know. So, therefore, in womanist preaching, I'm always bringing out what African Americans have done in the past, what they're doing today as women, what, we're, uh, what our endeavors are in terms of the future. You know? Yeah, but you know, as you mentioned this, I know you, you've been doing some work and you have entitled it, uh, a, for example, a weekend of recognition of, of the work of Mary McLeod Bethune. I think that's been really important. Uh, are you, you remember what I'm talking about, don't you? Yes. Uh, uh, I, was, I am on the board of, uh, of uh, an organization called Bethune Collective, uh, this uh, young woman who's working on her doctorate, she wants to start a school, uh, and uh, she's she's actually basing the school upon the uh, the philosophy of uh, of uh, Bethune. You know, hey, and, 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 you got to tell us who who Mary McLeod Bethune is. I don't know how many people, particularly those who have been born in the last forty years, are even familiar. I'm familiar with uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Mary McLeod Bethune, mm-hmm. who uh, who had a desire to educate our children. She had a desire to educate our children, and she had very limited uh, income, very limited funds, very limited resources. But her endeavor to do that uh, became greater than her funds, which 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 means that she went forward. She moved forward by faith. She moved mm-hmm. forward. He's and, a minister, too. Uh, yeah, she moved mm-hmm. forward with a dollar, and I believe it was a dollar and 52 cents mm-hmm. she had. And as she began to move forward, God began to uh, 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 provide her with other resources, and people stepped in and saw her desire and her, uh, her uh, endeavors to educate our children and she believed in it with all her heart, so she moved forward. And believe it or not, uh, <laughs> she did build a school. You know, and, and, you know, uh, and it's important it, here to throw in here. Uh, she got support mm-hmm. in ways I don't even think we're getting support if we want to move forward like this now, because uh, the president's wife, Eleanor Roosevelt, mm-hmm. um, gave her support. Absolutely, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but. The point that I want to make is that here she is, an African-American woman with limited uh, resources, uh, limited uh, in in different areas, but it didn't stop her from pursuing her goal or pursuing the passion that God had uh, placed within her. And because she moved forward in that, uh, it was accomplished. So what I would say in a sermon 
for uh, African-American women and women is preaching and empowering them is to never give up on what you have, your gift, or whatever God has given you, whatever you believe in, never give up, mm-hmm. but continue to uh, move forward uh, and uh, know that God is with you because every good and perfect gift comes from God. And so, therefore, whatever that is within you is a gift. It's a passion. God placed it there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So those are the kind. That's what I mean when I, in terms of empowering our uh, uh African American women through a preaching in terms of uh, and teaching because a great deal of our African American women don't realize, you know, uh, how much has been contributed uh, and ref- how much we have contributed to uh, everything in life. You know, we contribute in a, in a massive way. That's right. And the That's story right. is. And the, and the half has still has not been told. <laughs> and, and and I think we probably need to uh, to be aware too that we probably can't depend on other people to tell our story. There, there you go. I love that. I love mm-hmm. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we have to tell our own story. Yes. And so, therefore, in our topic today regarding uh, marriage, uh, relationships, uh, family, we still have to tell our story. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people trying to tell us that we'll not. You know, we, uh, we're not marriageable or we're not doing this, we're not doing that. No, we have to tell our own story of uh, the choices that many of us have made for ourselves. You know. We're going to move towards a brief break, but uh, we're talking to Dr. Mays Matthews, um, who is helping us to really understand love and marriage matters as it is affecting us as uh, black women. Um, African-American women, formerly known as Negro women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of this is not even unique because it's been true in our history. But we're going to come back and talk to Dr. Mace Matthews about uh, what actually is going on socially um, that even suggests that black women are not marriageable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Mace Matthews, uh, yes. do you have a way in which we can contact you uh, yes, as yes. needed? My... my uh, uh, Email address is Mays Matthews, that's M-A-Y-S-M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S at AOL.com. I'm also on Facebook as Reverend Precious Mays Matthews. And this is Real Relations with Dr. J.C. I'm Dr. Janice C. Hodge. We are on www.wdjyfm.com. We're something new in radio. We'll be right back. look at someone who is successful and they look at them and think that it was an instantaneous thing. Um, they don't know the passion that that person put in, the time, the, un- the unlimited hours that they put into whatever it is that they are doing. The what is this, that is what we are doing here with Beautifully Driven. We are highlighting these stories, these obstacles, not to show you the negative, but to show you what it takes, the ins and the outs. 
um, to become successful and then even define what is your level of success? What does that actually mean to you? We are here for that entrepreneur, that budding entrepreneur. We are here for that entrepreneur who has been in business for years and needs to just reshape uh, their whole theory or process of how they've been doing business. We're here for that person who just wants that fresh look on life, whether it's going back to school, whether it is just being in a different relationship. We are here to just kind of show you the ins and outs and just the tips to just keep it beautifully driven. We're back on uh, Real Relations with Dr. J.C. with Dr. Precious Mays Matthews. We're talking about love and marriage matters. Dr. Matthews, are you still with us on yes. Something New in Radio on WDJYFM.com? Yes, I'm right here. Wonderful. <laughs> All right. So what is the matter? Uh, you know, we're hearing these negative things uh, in the media. Uh, mm-hmm. at the last time we spoke, I mentioned that I'm even aware that we have men who are telling us how uh, to relate to men and, uh, you know, God bless them, but do we really need that kind of help as black women? And Uh, if so, why? No, no, we don't need that kind of uh, help. And um, I'm just, uh, you know, they have a lot of... um, uh, numbers out there saying that uh, uh, you know black women are not uh, you know getting married, uh, or seventy uh, percent of black women in the United States have never been married, and actually that was you know uh, uh, the age range for that was I think from twenty five to twenty nine, and so black women, as I began to study. Uh, black women are marrying later because they are pursuing uh, careers or uh, their professional uh, uh, endeavors, and so there are uh, many of black women are marrying later on, you know, uh, after 30, uh, as they, you know, pursue their careers and what have you. And uh, uh, many black women have chosen to... Uh, to just take their time in uh, uh, choosing uh, their partner. We, we know that we know that there. Uh, I mean, there is a shortage of uh, black men, but I don't think that uh, the problem is as uh, is as negative as it's portrayed. And uh, we are always uh, black women. I would say are always the uh, portrayed as negative images. Uh, and basically in the media uh, and, you know, uh, different things of media, TV, uh, performance or whatever. Because back again, as I said, that uh, I guess we're the lowest, uh, <laughs> considered the lowest on the uh, totem pole. Is that in because terms of, uh, should be? I yeah. mean, is this, well, should this happen to us? Why are we the lowest considered on the totem pole? What's the issue oh. there? Because I always say this here, the uh, uh, generally the people that are the greatest are always portrayed as the lowest. <laughs> mm. That's, I mean, that's that's just my my statement. Uh, um, one of the reasons uh, is because we do have uh, so much to give, so much to offer, and uh, uh, we do have a, a voice 
that is uh, so necessary and so important, and we do have so much to contribute, and we have. And so uh, because we are, I would say, one of God's special beings on the face of this earth, so that therefore we would be portrayed as uh, one of the lowest, you know. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we have to always deal with uh, racism and sexism that is ever uh, never leave us. It's always there. And um, so that's uh, very prevalent. So, so that, those realities are, are, are mm-hmm. some things that we just have to be aware of and, and know that's it, right. but not let it conquer us. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is how so many of our foremothers have, have really pushed forward and have done extraordinary, uh, I won't say um, offered extraordinary contributions is what I want to say. Uh, on behalf of us as as people, as well mm-hmm. as to the larger society, um, and we again we've mentioned Mary McLeod Bethune, but we also know many others like Maria Stewart, and uh, everybody knows. I think everybody knows Harriet Tubman and Sojourner yeah. Truth, <laughs> Ida B. Wells, and so many others. Um, others, is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Coretta Scott King, and, and, and you know, uh, Reverend Willie Barrow, and. Uh, Mrs. Alice Trigay, and just just we can go on, but uh, and we want to lift ourselves up like that. We don't want to. We don't want to hide in the background. We want to be aware. Absolutely, and then uh, those are persons that we know by names uh, historically. However, there are so many unsung, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, females. There's so many uh, our, our mothers, our grandmothers, our, our great grandmothers. You know. Uh, strong uh, uh, black women that have really, you know, stood the test and uh, have really hung in there for us and have given us a foundation to which we can move forward. And uh, it's like um, Alice Walker made a statement that her mother was so busy trying to survive, uh, uh, trying to survive and, and help them to make it, that she had no time to pursue her own personal interests or ambitions or, or ambition or goal. However, Alice Walker said that I will always make her known. And from her statement, I don't think there's a sermon that I preach without mentioning my mother, the late uh, uh, Reverend Catherine Mays. Mm-hmm. And so I said I will always make her known, even in my writings. I had a, a great, uh, I had I had a portion of my thesis, uh, uh, you know honoring her, uh, my mother. So I said that... Say more about my, your mother. What, say, say more about your mother. Oh, my mother, uh, uh, the late uh, Catherine Mays. Um, she was a uh, uh, mother of eight, but she raised seven because my uh, oldest brother uh, uh, died. And uh, she was uh, divorced. Uh, and raised seven children alone, and she never never, uh, allowed her circumstances and whatever to not give us her best. And that was phenomenal because she leaned a great deal on uh, Scripture and... uh, She's very, very religious, and I saw miracle after miracle with her 
and the things that she did. What was so outstanding is that when I look back at it now, I'm like, oh, my mother could have been, under the circumstances, depressed, could have given up, could have uh, gone through suicide. She could have so many things with seven children. She could have left left us. She could have just left us, just said, you know, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. But she didn't. She hung in there, and her prayer was, L- "Lord God, allow me to live that my young, that my baby, which is my younger brother, until he's up and able to uh, uh, support himself." And God did just that. She died too young. She died at the age of fifty-six, which is is so sad to me. But then I do realize uh, all of the stress in her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of the stress and all of the giving she did to us, all of the giving she did to people, she still, she still never stopped doing ministry under the circumstances. It just was amazing. Uh, her her attributes was amazing. And if I'm a strong woman today, it's because of the late Reverend Catherine Mays. Amen. And so... Now, uh, well, I, I, want to, I want to come back to what you said uh, yes. from Alice Walker and her comments about her mother never... Fulfilled her ambitions, and you know, I think it's important to remember that fulfilling what in in, in times recent past and, and earlier, mm-hmm. it, what was important was fulfilling what it meant to be mother and yes. and raise children and have a home. That was really important to women. But yes. but African women in America have always had to work outside the home in some way, whether it was during you under U.S. slavery. Yes. Or through Jim Crow, because yes. you know we've never had the financial stability in this country yes. to um, not work outside the home. I mean, there have been a few here or there. I don't, you know, that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Both few, but by and large, uh, you know, we really have done a, a a huge work in in getting uh, our children from the days of U.S. slavery to where we are now. And I yes. don't want to, I don't want to dismiss that. Um, and, and as well as then go forward and make other contributions to a larger society. So we we really do recognize that with your mother, certainly all the uh, all the mothers in my family, my mother, grandmothers, yes. all of us should do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but let's, let's kind of zero in though, because I hear all this negativity. <clears throat> um, uh, the reality is many black women aren't married. I and um. If I just saw in black enterprise that women who are educated, of course, this comes back often, black women, educated black women will have fewer opportunities to marry um, black men. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really aware that media images show a lot of black men with women from other ethnic groups. Uh, it's hard to find a black man uh, in, a, in a brown-skinned black woman uh, married. You don't see that uh, Estee Lauder commercials. We don't see black women walking down the stairs in beautiful dresses, waiting for her her darling husband to meet her uh, at the bottom of the steps. Or, uh, we don't we don't see those images. And I don't know about you, but I'm aware that I used to hear on the weekends um, horns blowing after a wedding has has occurred in a church. I haven't heard those kinds of uh, parties, traveling along the streets on the weekend. I don't know when. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, it's not, I don't think it's as many, but they are still going on. Uh, but it's just not as, as uh, 
many as we used to uh, uh, see and experience. Okay, so mm-hmm. so so you're saying to us, you want to know? Uh, no, nah, I don't really believe the don't believe the hype. Um, uh, black women are marriageable, and they are getting married. And yes, they uh, are. Black men want to marry them. That's right. Well, that's good news. All right. So then, then lead us down the path further. Uh, when we talk about being marriageable, what does that actually mean? It it actually means marriage. Being marriageable actually means that uh, this is something that uh, a person. This is something that you want to do. This is something being marriageable. Um, okay, I have <laughs> my granddaughter. I have one granddaughter. And she's 14, and she talks about marriage all the time, okay? And so I'm, I'm always saying to her, okay, well, you know, you're going you're gonna to get married. But she always says that, well, I can get married, married while I'm in college. I can get married because I'm always saying to her, well, I would like for you to get married when you finish college, uh, Julie. She said, no, I'm going to marry while I'm in college. I said, well, okay, okay. But it's actually... What you want to do is something that whatever, being marriageable. When you said being marriageable, mm-hmm. it's something that uh, you, you want. want to, it's something that should be within you that you want. As when I, when I hear her speak, when I hear Julie speak, I think about myself. Uh, probably when I was her age or even younger, because I think I told my mother, Mom, I'm getting married when I get 18. I think I saw a wedding, and I just got so excited. And I was about 10 or 11. I said, Mom, I'm getting married when I'm 18. My mother just shook her head and smiled, you know. Of course, well, I didn't know, get married until later, but <laughs> well, you know, but it's but, something. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I just wondered, though, what you're talking about when you were, were a youngster, is, mm-hmm. are there some differences in the culture from, you know, what we understood about marriage and family then as compared to now? Yes, of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, uh, Definitely it is because uh, I think it was more or less, I think we more or less focused probably in my day or growing up on, uh, you know, marriage and uh, maybe the husband is provider and uh, family, that, that that kind of thing. But now it's uh, now it's a, a combination of, uh, of uh, careers, profession, uh, as well as uh, you know, family, uh, this kind of a uh, thing, and so, and we're dealing with a different kind of uh, culture now. You know, in terms of independence, uh, women being very independent, and uh, we have different things going on now, uh, 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 Dr. Hodge. Um, but I still think that. If this is something that is within you or something that you want to do, I think with uh, with moving forward, I think you. I, it, it's like this: a person can. To me, this this way. This is my feeling: is that uh, we can do whatever we really want to do. Okay, that's that's always my my uh, feeling about life. If this is something that you really want to do, you can do it. And uh, as people, uh, naturally, I'm a person of uh, a child of God. I think that uh, if we put God first and, and 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 move forward, that this can this 
it, it can happen for us. Well, um, we're talking to Dr. Mays Matthews about life and marriage and intimacy on www.wdjyfm.com. We're something new in radio. We'll be right back. someone who is successful and they look at them and think that it was an instantaneous thing um, they don't know the passion that that person put in the time the, un the unlimited hours that they put into whatever it is that they are doing the what is this that is what we are doing here with beautifully driven we are highlighting these stories these obstacles not to show you the negative but to show you what it takes the ins and the outs um, to become successful and then even define what is your level of success? What does that actually mean to you? We are here for that entrepreneur, that budding entrepreneur. We are here for that entrepreneur who has been in business for years and needs to just reshape uh, their whole theory or process of how they've been doing business. We're here for that person who just wants that fresh look on life whether it's going back to school, whether it is just being in a different relationship, we are here to just kind of show you the ins and outs and just the tips to just keep it beautifully driven. We're back with Dr. Um, Precious Mays Matthews on Real Relations with Dr. JC. This is Pastoral Care in the Air. Uh, we're talking about um, poor health, uh, whatever matters we are facing in our community. We've got to look at that and figure out what does it mean for black women who want to be married. Now, there's hope. Um, Dr. Mays Matthews, Mays Matthews says yes, black women still can get married. It looks ugly on the outside. It's not as bad as it looks. And with faith, all things can be possible. Is that what you're saying, Dr. Matthews? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So... Um, you're saying some women, and, and I've, I've encountered uh, women, too, who uh, have been aware of, of her spouse's uh, felony and then decided that this is a, a man that she can uh, live with, who is a good man in her life and can be a good man going forward and, uh, and, and, and works with him in the relationship. So, so the question then, I think a lot of women ask me, how do you recognize a good man? And I'm, and I'm going to say, and I want you to chime in, Dr. Mays Matthews. One thing we definitely want women to know, a good man is loyal. Do you agree with that? I agree 100% with that. Mm -hmm. And he's committed. Mm -hmm. And he's courageous. Um, okay. And he's hardworking. And, yes. And so even if, you know, there are different ways, as you pointed out, that, you know, there may be many different ways that we have to create work, but he, he really is hardworking. He is doing the best he can to bring in income to support the family. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are, are there any other, uh, I guess, characteristics that we might need to be aware of to recognize a good man? What do you think? Okay, well, 
I would like to add to that uh, uh, first is that uh, I'm a man who uh, loves God, mm-hmm. you know, a man that is uh, uh, have a spiritual consciousness uh, is also uh, characteristics of a, of a good man. But you can basically, uh, that is basically displayed in a person's, uh, a good man's character, those those characteristics that you just uh, named, you said, you know, loyal or whatever but in in the dating in the dating process uh all of those uh elements you should be able to uh to recognize and and to see so this, even while dating you want dating you yeah dating that be an absent-minded activity huh yeah that's that's where things uh uh things are uh you can't you can't hide yourself uh, for week after week and month after month. That's the purpose of uh, dating. Eventually, who you are will uh, be shown, will prevail. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so right away, it's just like, uh, uh, as I always say, you know, like I, I said, uh, you can just see those qualities of a gentleman, person who's loyal, person who's committed, person who's hardworking, what they're actually doing now, not what they're talking about doing, who they are now, what you see is what you basically get. That's something else I wanted to uh, to bring out. Uh, in the dating process, what you see is basically what you get. Mm-hmm. We don't need to go on what a person says they're going to do or what they're going to, you know, what are you doing now always shows us what you'll basically be doing in the future. Mm-hmm. You know. So, so uh, but... Back again, I admire uh, I admire the black women who say, you know, I, I care for this person. I want to be with this person. We have talked about what is going on or what has gone on, and we're willing to work with that. Some people are able to do that, but other people shouldn't necessarily be criticized or uh, a judge because they say, well, no, that's not for me, I'm not going to, some some black women would say, no, I'm not going to raise uh, uh, a black man. You know, I'm not going to raise anybody's children or whatever. And sometimes you could uh, possibly miss sometimes a uh, treasure sometimes because you're looking at other things, you know. Uh, so we have some treasures. Uh, uh, we have some, some men that are treasures that um that because have not been uh, work that yeah we have some men that are treasures that have not been uh discovered or uh it has not you know uh, many people will work yeah yes they have that have overlooked sometimes you have treasures uh uh some people rule out uh, persons because of some other little small issues or whatever, but then others are willing to to work with uh, a person, which is very important. Mm-hmm. So therefore, um, yeah. So in 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 saying that, I'm saying that we do have eligible black men. We do marriages are still going on. Uh, matter of fact. Uh, I was I went to a housewarming Saturday and found out there were two couples that would be getting married soon. I was so happy. 
I was I was very happy because I said, you know, well, people know that I'm a people's person and I'm a relationship person. And so when I see, you know, uh, this happening and going on, and I was like, oh, this is beautiful. So it's going on, and if it, it depends on you, what, what you want and what you what you what you're willing to do to uh, to go after whatever it is that you want. If you want marriage, I believe that you can you can you can you can have it, even though uh, we do have a shortage, and we can't we can't ignore we cannot ignore that there. There, there is a shortage in our black men, and we know the reason why for early deaths incarcerated and uh, our black men being, uh, uh, you know, uh, our black men that are are, are being uh, uh, harmed. That's right. At, at early, you know, early ages and what have you, and and during those prime years of uh, 25 to 54 is very crucial in our uh, community, especially with our black men. And uh, I heard you when you said the voice you said of mothers, the, the mother's voice uh, is so important. It is very important, especially in terms of protecting our uh, young uh, black men to get them to where they need to go, even in terms of when our black teenage boys began to drive, they have to do this. We have to give them all kind of tips to do that, to do this, because this is the kind of a, a racist uh, society that we're living in today. We don't like it. We don't want to see it, but it's here, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have to do what we can to uh, uh, to assist in every way uh, uh, our uh, young black men to get them, to even to get them to adulthood. It's almost sometimes when... When you have a little boy, it's almost like it's frightening sometimes because you, you're thinking that where is this one is going to, you know, uh, and who's going to set him up, who's going to do this. And so there's a lot of work to be done, uh, uh, Dr. Hodge, in terms of our uh, young black men, and um, it just cannot, it, it cannot be ignored. However, I do feel that as strong black women, I believe that it's, a lot of this is in our hands. I believe that we can do a lot, you know. And we can do a lot, and as you mm-hmm. pointed out, we have done a lot. Yeah, we, we have. Continue. That's right. That's uh, right. My 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 mother, uh, you know, she uh, raised five sons, you know, and uh, uh, most of them were uh, college uh, graduates, I mean, you know. So she did a fabulous job or pointed them in the direction of a great work ethic and what have you. And even though she died an early death, it's just what she had given, what she has given, you know, what she did. But you're saying and she instilled some strong values. That's what she did. Very strong family values because we were a, a, a very uh, close family. And she made sure of that. You know, she made sure of of communicating and talking and being open, you know. So so in talking about love and marriage matters, and then that leads, of course, to family and mm-hmm. the establishing of a strong and healthy family. You're saying mm-hmm. uh, instilling strong values is important, and, and mothers uh, are right. the ones who really take the lead on instilling those kinds of values. So we're talking, uh, again, Dr. Mays Matthews, and we are on Real Relations with Dr. J.C., 
And this is Pastoral Care on the Air. We will be right back after this short break. someone who is successful and they look at them and think that it was an instantaneous thing um, they don't know the passion that that person put in the time the, un the unlimited hours that they put into whatever it is that they are doing the what is this that is what we are doing here with beautifully driven we are highlighting these stories these obstacles not to show you the negative but to show you what it takes the ins and the outs um, to become successful and then even define what is your level of success what does that actually mean to you we are here for that entrepreneur that budding entrepreneur we are here for that entrepreneur who has been in business for years and needs to just reshape uh, their whole theory or process of how they've been doing business we're here for that person who just wants that fresh look on life whether it's going back to school whether it is just being in a different relationship we are here to just kind of show you the ins and outs and just the tips to just Keep it beautifully driven. We're back um, with Real Relations with Dr. JC, and you can um, communicate with me by sending email to grow at jchodge.com. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn. Janice C. Hodge, always look for that sunflower. Dr. Mays Matthews, how do we contact you? Mays' uh, email address is Mays Matthews, M-A-Y-S-M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S, at AOL.com, or Reverend Precious Mays Matthews on Facebook. Excellent. Um, so, yes, the being uh, married is not just about um, fun and uh, going out. Uh, it's about establishing a, a, a new family. In order to establish a new family, there's just some things that uh, women uh, really need to know, and we're talking about ways in which we can recognize uh, men who are, will make good life uh, partners or husbands and who, again, will have the same uh, value that we might have around marriage and, and commitment to family. So that's important. Um, and so we want to lift that up for those who are listening to us, that those of you who are interested in being married, number one, you've got to want to, right? And yes, Dr. you Mays, do. Matthews? Yes, yes. You, 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 yeah, that would be your choice. I really want to be married. <laughs> mm -hmm. And be able to make a commitment to, first, oneself to be the best um, uh, woman, and I like to say lady, that she can be, um, and then to be wise about choosing who can be a healthy uh, life partner for her, um, a husband for her, um, one who will be present with her and in rearing uh, family as well as enjoying life with her um, throughout the years. Um, so 
uh, are there some other matters you want to add to what makes um, us participate in marriageable, um, uh, whether women or men? Uh, women ought to be able to be aware of what to be good wives and mothers. Then uh, also men ought to be aware of what to be good husbands and fathers. What do you say? Yes. Uh, uh, first thing is that is is, is uh, as I'm always scripturally based. Um, the Bible does tell uh, our uh, men, you know, to uh, to love their wives as Christ loved the church and uh, has given His life for us. And so, therefore, uh, once you have uh, the husband. The father, husband, uh, father, loving uh, his family uh, like Christ loved the church and give your life for that. Your family, your wife, and your family should be first. You talk about commitment once, here. Yeah, that's commitment. That's mm-hmm. right. Once, once that is basically uh, established, once that is within that person, the person will uh, begin to uh, exercise. Uh, uh, the characteristic of being a good uh, husband and being a good father, putting your family and, and first and doing your best, and you uh, 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 you name those characteristics, Doctor Hodge, when you said you know being loyal and, and, and courageous and and hardworking. Uh, that's right, yes. hard Assistant. working, and uh, those those qualities are, are in the person that will put their family first because, you know, and so and uh, always seeking out ways to um, to to do uh, uh, his best. So, you know, a lot of time people put a lot of, place a lot of value on uh, finances, and finances are very important. We're not trying to ignore that at all. Uh, finances are very important. But, uh, 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 you know, the love and the, the devotion it's priority uh, because you can always uh, come back to finance. You can always get that, but when else, uh, uh, commitment and love and devotion is that that's not there, then that's uh, you can't really move forward in the direction of uh, good parenthood or uh, being a good husband, mm-hmm. uh, being a good family person. So uh, that's 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 very important. Well, you're giving us good news, and you're saying that yeah, you're saying nix the negative talk about black women um, being marriageable uh, is certainly not true. Black women are marriageable; yes, they, they have are. a lot to give to marriage. Yes, um, they do. And that um, we, we need to kind of really minimize what we hear from those negative voices around us, on mm-hmm. whether it's TV or or people we know around us. Um, and you're saying that we need to be aware of the kind of men we may choose to have in our lives. Um, and, and so we gave some characteristics that, oh, definitely be paying, be paying attention to. And you're saying you're dating someone, you see who he is, pretty much believe that, right? Yes, yes, that's yeah, right. If he tells you who he is, believe what he says. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> you don't, uh, people, people always say that, you know, uh, People will change, but the truth of the matter is people change very little, uh, even when they have God in their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes God sometimes a long time to work with a person, getting them from point A to point B. So, therefore, 
uh, who are we as people, you know, uh, females, I mean, uh, 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 women or men, to say that, you know, I could have changed uh, a person. No, you, you can't. You can't. You would be sick trying to do that. So uh, whoever that person is, if you are in acceptance of that person, you can live with that, okay, you will see it. You will see it in the in the dating process, uh, in that relationship, and that's who basically you have. My husband is the same person that I dated uh, 26 years ago. He's the same person. That's what we want He's the same person today. As I said, he was a gentleman then. He's a gentleman now. You, you know, know that brings kind. up a point, too. Because mm-hmm. women are very complex in, in, in terms of personality and, and mm-hmm. who they are. Yes. Men are pretty basic. They don't mm-hmm. they don't have all the complexities that women have. Um, mm-hmm. You know. So and we we want to know that to say that you the man you married uh, is the same man that he he was when you first met him. He's the same man. How many years mm-hmm. later? Mm-hmm. How many years later? Twenty six. Mm-hmm. How long have you been be married? Twenty seven in uh, September. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty seven years. Mm-hmm. My goodness, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so that's stability. Uh, yes, and, yes. And but you know, I, when I, uh, when I, as I say, when I met him, he was a, uh, he was loyal. He was a man of, uh, he had a work ethic. Uh, he still does. Uh, uh, he's uh, he was hardworking then. He's hardworking now, and uh, uh, he's the same basic person. You know. And I know that you trust him as a man of integrity, and that's that's also yes. important. He, he, that was my. Trust that, mm-hmm. I trust him. That that's my. You know, I uh, we laugh today because, you know, when I hear 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 things such as someone going in other people's belongings, uh, my husband and uh, we're husband and wife, and he never goes in my belongings. I never go in his. There's just you know it's. It makes us laugh when we hear things of that what do you, What's your thought about that? Do you think people should go through belongings? I mean, what do you think? Along, uh, going through people's belongings. Uh, your spouse's belongings. That no, not without, uh, not without permission. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like um, mail. Uh, I can open up my husband's mail. Uh, he wouldn't care, but I just don't do it. It's certain things of uh, allowing uh, uh, certain kinds of uh, privacy or respect, uh, You want whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I say, like, you know, my husband never goes in my purse, never. He never does unless I say, could you get this out? Mm-hmm. You know, he's never just, you know, I never go in his wallet. And so we just, we never, ha- but the point of, back to the word, the key word you used was trust. And maybe that's the um, that's the key word there, you know. It's, uh, I never, uh, I never had a reason to not trust uh, my husband, you know. We've got to bring ourselves to a close, and this is a, a wide topic and so many things to really um, discuss, right. discuss here. And so we're going to have to ask if we can come back and redo do some more. Um, but you have raised important points for African-American women, and you're doing this from a woman's perspective. That is from the philosophy the culture, tradition of what it means to be an African-American woman, in, and in particular in the U.S. And so you've discussed important topics for us today, uh, Dr. Mace Matthews, and we thank you so much. Oh, I'm so glad that I was uh, able to share. I, I think that uh, we'll give you the last word, and then we will uh, 
uh, say goodbye until our next time. Uh, how do you want to conclude briefly? I would like to conclude with uh, saying uh, to our audience and uh, particularly to our African-American women that if you, whatever you desire, whatever you desire in terms of love, relationship, and marriage, uh, uh, take that, put that in the hand of God. Put it before God. Put your, your passion, your whatever you desire, put it before God, and then uh, move forward uh, with confidence and courage that you will uh, receive or you will get what you desire and that it's possible. Do not allow yourself to get uh, 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 hung up in the negative uh, uh, things that are being said about marriage uh, or even about black women not finding husbands or not being getting what you want. You can get anything you want uh, in this life if you desire it and then place it uh, before God. And God knows that earnest, that very earnest heart. That's what I did. I wanted. I was single for nine years after uh, my uh, 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 being single. I was uh, uh, after being divorced from my first marriage. I was single for nine years, but in my heart, I wanted marriage. I wanted a family, and so I placed that in the hand of God and I put it before God, and God uh, did answer me. Of course, I moved forward. Of course, I got up and did some things. You know, you have to be willing be to, to yeah, you have to be willing to get involved. You have to be willing to go to social events. You have to be willing to uh to uh, uh prepare yourself such as Esther did. Okay? You have to be willing to do something because I'm a believer of you pray, you know, as everything depends upon God and then you move forward as everything depends upon yourself. So with that combination you can uh, attain whatever you want. You, you know what you're also well, you're also saying to us that that power um, actually uh, is on the tongue. So life and death, mm-hmm. you know, it, it really is there on the go. tongue. So okay. you you know what we are uh, completing our uh, program on love and marriage matters on real relations with Dr. J C. And I'm so glad that we've had with us Dr. Uh, Precious Mays Matthews. Uh, we look forward to having all of you back listening once again. Remember, we do real relations because the truth has to be known because the truth is what sets us free. Yes. Uh, Dr. Matthews, you know what? Once again, we are together. Yes. Healing, healthy, and in harmony. We look yes. forward to having you again with us, and we thank you again so very much. Thank you. It was an honor to, to, to be on the program. God bless you now. God bless you.